Hello, Holy Hour listeners. Just wanted to kick off this episode by offering up my audio editing skills to you. If you've been wanting to start up a podcast of your own but are holding back because of all the hassles with editing and mixing, then I'm your man. All you'd have to do is record the content you want, then send it on over to me, and I'll cut out all the ums and tighten the gaps, make your segues nice and smooth, and keep all the voices nice and balanced, and even add in a little background music if you'd like all at a reasonable rate. And if I can make my thoughts sound coherent, then imagine what I could do for you. It doesn't even have to be a music podcast. Whatever you're into, you can finally make that all beanie baby podcast that you've been dying to do. I'm here to help. So if you're even slightly curious, just drop me an email at gavinconnor at gmail.com and we can sort out all the battle plans and details from there. But let's get on with some Cure Talk now. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. It's the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I'm Gavin, and I have a wonderful episode for you guys tonight. I'm joined by Antonio and our very special guest, Andy, the Cure fan. Andy, hello, man. <laughs> hey, guys. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, having you officially back, but officially your first official guest episode, if that makes any sense. Yeah, the last time I was on was uh, episode 119, Mystery Caller episode number two. Whoa, which yeah. October <laughs> I'm glad, so, I'm glad yeah. you looked it up. I could. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, during. I did my homework. Was it full on pandemic? Pandemic mystery colors. We were doing a lot of those around that no, time. No, this was, was before, it, was but the bad thing about that one is that I was driving, so I kept getting cut off. So this is like my first right, like, right. sit down. It's great. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There's n- nothing worse than those driving cutoffs. You're yeah. Like, so we're all... you're like, yeah, like, I don't know if they hear me or the <laughs> or the motorcycle that just drove past yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, everything before like episode 170 was pretty hit or miss anyway. We never really knew who was get, being heard or cut off. or <laughs> So we've been holding <laughs> out this whole time to have you on so uh really is a pleasure i'm glad to to have you here thanks for making the time i know you're a busy man you're always uh out and about doing cool stuff so i always love following you on the social media there and seeing what shenanigans you're getting into and bands you're seeing and stuff like that so thank you we love we love bands and shenanigans yeah so you know it's cool. <laughs> hey work hard you gotta enjoy yourself when you have any free time right totally yeah. totally and uh this is our big pre-tour episode believe it or not it's coming up right around the corner this wednesday the tour starts for the cure and uh, i think we're all pretty giddy for this and excited and who knows what surprises lay ahead, but uh, we figured we would talk through it all. We got a lot on the agenda. We're going to talk to Andy about what's coming up and which shows he'll be seeing on the tour and some meetups that you have orchestrated, which will be great to hear the details on. And then just all our hopes and predictions and dreams for this tour. What could possibly <laughs> happen now? <laughs> and uh, your origin tale too, like which we always love hearing everybody's on here and uh, believe it just seems 
mind-baffling that we haven't got your origin tale officially yet. So I'm very curious to see how all this madness started for you. And uh, But before we all start with that, even just to backtrack a little bit, I'm curious. I did a Patreon about the show uh, vinyl that came out and gave my two cents on what I thought of all that. And I think pretty sure both of you guys snagged your copies, right? Did you yes, get it? Sir. Yeah, totally. I haven't played it yet, but I've told I've got you it. You got it sure. in your hands. <laughs> yeah, cool. I gave it a good uh, good spin today. Okay, what'd you think? Yeah, just curious your opinions. Um, it's as far as audio quality goes, it's a fucking A plus. Yeah. I mean, I think the remastering on it is fantastic. Um, it's that perfect balance of Robert's voice really cutting through. The bass sounds great on it. Um, and I try to give, it, it's always difficult comparing a CD to, to vinyl. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We can have those arguments all day long. Right. So what I did do is I A and beat it against the bootleg Ooh. vinyl. All right, yeah. The orange one, that which I have. Fairly recently was, yeah. I, I came real yeah, close it's... to buying that bootleg, and I was like, nah, I'm going to hold off at least. <laughs> I know, yeah. And uh, so it's definitely way higher quality yeah. than the bootleg. Um, but as far as a strikeout, because, like, again, audio quality, yeah. phenomenal, A+. But they're getting, like, a C on the the packaging yeah if i'm spending almost 50 dollars <laughs> on a double lp least you could do is give me an insert yeah. um and, and even the artwork on the inside of the fold the inside artwork on the fold of the bootleg i thought was is cooler <laughs> yeah Oops. The, the picture the the art on the picture disc looks really cool yeah, especially yeah. like the b-side of the first one that's got you know like robert's face on it looks great yeah but but the you know the, it was just missing. But at like, least it opens up. I remember we were talking about yeah, the wish one where they're cramming up. everything into one. Yes, yeah. Sleeve, so that was good, but it still should have had I think a pullout with a little more detail on it. Fair you know, enough. again, we're spending a lot of money on it. Yeah. I don't even think there's a digital download. Nah. No, you know, there's no so. yeah, there's no code for the it on digital. So again, when you're pushing almost fifty bucks. And it's a, supposed to be a cool exclusive. I think you, you need to give a little more yeah. aside you know, from just the audio. Because I got, I got something for you, Antonio. And um, I don't think you follow me on social media or whatnot. But um, I have a really good friend. Well, I've I known him for years. He does the uh, Smiths and Depeche Mode conventions out here in uh, Hollywood, mm -hmm. uh, Ray. Uh -huh. And he owns Chaos Records in Covina. And oh, cool. you know what? I'm, I'm promoting some meetups that we're going to talk to in a little bit or talk about in a little bit. I pretty much said, you know what? I am going to burn my fan-made copy that I transferred from VHS of show to DVD. I'm going to include it with everyone that purchases it, purchases it from your shop. So uh, he only had 20 copies in, but it just it felt so good to just have random fans that they might not even know me. Just like, wow, I got something extra Damn. as a part. Yeah, of that's so ready. No, man. no, that yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, because I made it so that I was, that crossed my mind too. I was all like, ah, oh, the part of me that was like so happy with it all, but there was that little like, man, they should have put it on CD too and had the you know DVD in there and that whatever you know. I haven't and checked, but they uh, they added the sideshow songs to it. They too, did. Right? Yeah, that was a huge plus yeah. for me. That kind of sealed the deal for it being awesome. Where they had like the full tape is the intro for a song, you know, is yes. all taped. So yeah. I was like, oh shit. Which yeah. Like, again, the, you know, that, that was all great. The yeah. audio is fantastic. Um, it's 
they did a great job of it. It's it's kind of like semi overdue because they know it's something that the fans love. You know, there should have been a really good remastered digital version and even like a DVD, like Blu-ray almost before a picture yeah. disc vinyl, you know? And maybe so, it's so still it, coming. Maybe they'll put out it, something it, it more could with be. like a, like a uh, deluxe CD with Paris remastered would be cool if they just put it all in one, yeah. you know, but you know, yeah, what, but like, even if, even if the pullout had something cool, cause yeah. you know, like these shows back, especially those shows, I'm uh, like, you know, these come from the days where, you know, the tour poster, you know, tour posters were like a really all, a big thing. People got physical actual tickets. There's enough like artistic aspects of things that could have been on a really cool pullout. You know, again, with vinyl, you know, you you can't listen to it as much, obviously, because you're not taking your record player in your car or on a plane when you're traveling. Like, right. I don't know. I want a little bit. I wanted a little bit something more physically substantial to maybe read along with. You know, like we said, the the Wish like CD booklet in the remaster had some great stuff in it you know and to me almost all that like bonus readable like physical tangible stuff to me was worth the price you know what i mean like because look what you did get the audio on it you're comparing it to the wish remaster we've known about the remasters ever since what three imaginary boys in 05 that they (laughs) were going to come with a little booklet about how they recorded they were going to have bonuses join the dots was the same way so we've gotten used to that level but if you're going to do a comparison like that i'm not saying you're wrong i'm not saying that i would appreciate it more you really need to compare it to last year's record store day or the year before japanese whispers blood flowers what did those really give us if not just the record yeah but I think for a double LP, this has been the most expensive one. So with that ticket price, with that cost price, I wanted to give me a little something. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you you said some positive things about the audio because I feel like there's too many audiophile nerds out there that were just bashing this. People were just talking so much shit, and it's like yeah. you know what? Maybe I don't have an ear for it, or maybe that's just their opinion. But you know how people can get yeah. they think they're so like. Man, I could hear every beat. I I record everything lossless. You know, but there's people like that, and I'm not yeah. saying that they're bad. When, but that's when not. it yeah, when it comes to live recordings, though, the whole thing that makes it a live recording is is the small imperfections. Is the fact that no matter like what I'm hearing sitting in section 120 is different than what somebody's hearing in section 242. And you know what I mean? We know that sound travels different, right? So what I like and and what I look for in a live recording is I want to hear the, I want to hear a little bit enough of the crowd. So I feel like I was there or, or you understand that this is them cutting it right then and there. Like, yes, it's going to a board and everything, but nothing is worse than the vocals getting lost and the bass getting lost, which happens in more live recordings than anything else and they sound so good with still kind of hearing everything and arguably people's favorite like cure lineup live on that you know from you know like it's like the last live recording with boris for sure yeah a hundred percent so it's you you know it's such a pivotal time from a live standpoint that you can't go back and get so to hear the the recording, I thought a little more a little more balanced than you know the VHS or you know a lot of people that were bouncing yeah. it like you bounced it to DVD and then pulled the audio from the DVD, but then some people were going 
VHS to cassette and then eventually dumped it on a computer and it's 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 probably got it's got hisses on it it's got you yeah, know yeah. like <laughs> and, and you know, speaking of what you said too because we were talking about the show the VHS recording I mean yeah it would have been nice if the cure did something there and and surprisingly what they just did that recently when Wish got remastered we got play out in HD yeah. on YouTube for free and like yeah and we got the extended one nobody expected nah, that and it was like yeah. totally unannounced too so that would be yeah, kind of cool so, if I that mean, just pops up kind of yeah it would be cool if stuff know, like so. that popped up and, and uh, that'd be awesome we need to see more of yeah, it yeah yeah I'm on favor it also could be too it's it's like I get it you know like sometimes with the way things are and cutting deadlines because it was a hard date because of record store day you know you you can't miss that and just ship it out a week later yeah. you know what i mean like but that's what that's kind of my gripe with like record store day stuff is like i wish it would just be something they can just drop and put out you know why do we have to like <laughs> be totally under its I, mercy I, I and like all it. that shit i know? like but, it and dislike it at the yeah. same time because you know a perfect example is like you know record store day um or not not just necessarily record store day but I, I'm seeing more and more copies now after the fact. Like we said, yeah. I was like, am I going to run there? This is the first time I, I did not get in line early and I got there naturally and they still had a copy. <laughs> cool. And my local yeah. record store is not the place that gets tons of copies because their main thing is is jazz and their main thing is used. And I love them for it because I love nothing more than digging through used bins and finding gems. Yeah. You know, like... Um, most of my vinyl is that as opposed to like, like newer stuff. And, you know, I got there and I found it and I was like, you know, Ugh. and then, and then they're releasing, uh, I'm finding more and more artists are releasing the same thing. Then again, on vinyl later, and it, it didn't make it as much of an exclusive. So yeah. it's cool. Um, I think it's losing its luster a little bit. And and I'm glad it's at least you know maybe they wouldn't have done it if it wasn't a record store day. Push, yeah, that's the know? other factor. So, um, as long as I, I don't know how the market is now, but I remember hearing articles that a lot of bands that want to you know press on vinyl, production delays. Like, all right, I can release my album now, and then the vinyl come out in six months, nine months, whatever the lead time is, or I postpone the whole thing as a fan, which we'd rather have. Yeah. Uh, as a fan now and as the full like i'm a vinyl collector but i fully embrace streaming i want to wake up whenever time it is i wake up grab my phone connect it to the speaker and start listening to it right away like knowing that i'm going to get it on vinyl st i'll still buy it on vinyl live i'll still buy it on vinyl when it comes out but give it to me when it's done, yeah, so I can give it to me. You know what I mean? Like they're getting like, better too. They've got Dolby Atmos. They've got lossless with Apple Music. So I mean, they're getting better. Yeah. I would say so. And and you know, and speakers are getting better. So even if the output's not there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what we're listening through now and what you can get at at what price is phenomenal. You know, like it's. And I'm fine with things not coming out together. I think that could be something that yeah. you know, like if you know whatever new Cure album just dropped digitally or something for a while, <laughs> then we could all build up the whole anticipation for the vinyl you know or because you know anyone that's gonna buy it probably is gonna do it anyway yeah mister you weren't gonna buy it and i guess too expensive yeah, yeah. boom there, morning. there you are Look what I got. exactly i know so. i know i was like i was like ah, i'm just gonna wait i'm gonna wait and then i was like because i'm gonna get suckered into buying more stuff and i still went yeah. <laughs> cool yeah i mean like it, you know like for instance i just went you know i just saw um just saw sam i am 
and you know the the new album has been out now i guess a couple weeks or so but a few weeks and you know they had the record there live i love the record i was like oh, i'm gonna buy the vinyl you what, know what's the name of that band you you said right now sam i am i thought you i thought dude i tell me i don't know who they are so tell me why i thought i am sam the 2001 sean penn film <laughs> like, what? yeah no sam i am is kind of like a they were like a forefront of like pop punk from northern california even during the days of like you know, starting around the same days as Green Day, believe it or not, they never made it like big, big. You know, they had like, I think like one major label debut release, Um, you know, had like one single that kind of hit on the radio, but they've just, you know, consistently put out records. That's that cool, man. I mean, I'm glad we all come from different backgrounds, yet we all share an appreciation of The Cure. You're talking about Jimmy World. I got bands that I like on the side. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we talk Origin. Yeah. Gavin likes his own stuff. I mean, it's it's awesome you know but we're all yeah still- it's it, yeah. They, they have to be one of the like one of the greatest crossover bands of all time i mean there's just the gateway it, drug yeah <laughs> yeah 100 percent. you know it's like you know metal kids love them punk kids love them goth kids i mean like you know it's just it's it just it, it exceeds genre i think that's one of you the- ever seen that meme where it's like a bunch of hands holding on and it's like goth kids emo kids yeah. in like the middle it's, like, it's something that relates to all of them yeah i mean i joke around all the time i joke around all the time and i say this to people the cure is the first emo band Dude, I, I, <laughs> i'm like if you want to really go down you know back to the roots you know like you know early 90s stuff you know it's it's completely different but it all has like it all has very much like so much cure aspect to it i'm like come on yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is more talking about origin and i know we're not there yet no, Gavin, we can but bounce around it's it, all good <laughs> robert's robert's birthday was a few weeks ago on april 21st you know yeah. and I, I wrote a really mushy post i was having some drinks watching some uh, <laughs> shows or videos on my computer and i'm just thinking you know i grew up in prime emo you know, if it wasn't for The Cure doing that song, Blink-182, maybe I wouldn't have gotten into them as much. You know, and then I was listening to My Chemical Romance at the time, Fall Out Boy. I was listening to a bunch of stuff that I feel that, yes, that's kind of what was playing at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. But it was all stemming from them being fans of this band. Yeah. So it's, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what really yeah, with My Chemical Romance, if you didn't have The Cure and you didn't have Queen, that band wouldn't exist. Yeah. You know, and, and it's two bands not in the genre. It's two bands that are even different from each other. But um yeah, it's 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 one hundred percent true. I mean, it's like you know, you even get like I mean, if you look at all the bands that have covered the cure, you know, like cure songs get covered from everywhere from like you know, female singer songwriters on pianos to like tough guy new york city hardcore bands yeah, like i mean it's, 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 crazy. it's every genre and yeah. every genre covers the cure it still shocks me yeah <laughs> when you get like some band that you've been following for years and then somewhere in the you know 30th interview you've read by them or something they'll just bring up the cure out of nowhere i'm like ah it yeah. makes sense you know of course i like this <laughs> yeah, guy you know yeah, like, yeah. validated yeah yeah it's like what okay yeah, super chunk yeah, like I mean, the cure you know, cool like, awesome you know it's like, yeah so, I mean, Andy, my, my, my kids now are 12 and 16 and naturally without me, like completely shoving it down their throats, both of them, like when they heard that the cure was going to tour America, were like, can we go, you know? And then like, I just remember I got this random phone call from my daughter one, one day she's like, dad. And I'm like, what's up? She goes, she's like, 
uh, you got to give me some other Cure songs to listen to because I've been listening to the same ones and and I and I absolutely love them. And she was like, "Want might might be one of my favorite songs like <laughs> ever," you know. And this is this is a kid that only listens to Billie Eilish, right you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like so, <laughs> yeah, so it was just like I was like, okay, I was like, uh, I'll get on making you a, a nice long playlist, yeah. and then That's awesome. you know, and I was like, I didn't, you know, I didn't force it on her, I didn't, you know. If anything, I thought they were going to be like, oh, that's dad's music. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, <laughs> I know. I keep, but, I I mean, keep telling Henson, I'm like, there's a lot of other cool bands out there. We should listen to other stuff. And he's like, nah, keep putting the cure on. <laughs> I, I love that. We're, we're all fathers. And you know what? You're not shoving it down your child's throat. You you want to have a bonding time with them. Yeah. They love you. They want to know what's important to you. Why is it important to you? And yeah, man, my, my daughter, she's seven years old, but she can tell you Friday I'm in love and boys don't cry. Nice. You know, yeah. like, when she heard they were touring, she's like, Yeah, daddy, how many shows are you going to? Which by the way, I'm I'm up to nine shows this okay, tour. Yeah, yeah. And uh, God, first bless world you. problems. I'm like, how am I gonna make a tenth now that they announced the second San Francisco show? Yeah. You know? And it's like I shouldn't complain because how many people can say they're going to nine shows with how hard it was to get tickets and whatnot? Yeah. 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 I, my daughter, we're in the car. We're listening to Churches with the Robert Smith. Right. Um, listening to just Churches' album in general. I've been a fan of Churches since their first uh, album in 2013. And to finally see them cross over with The Cure, I mean, yeah. again, it's, it's awesome. It is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's unbelievable how, how that, you know, how that stuff works. And, and, and it's funny, too, because when I like really think about it and I'm like the bands that he's truly adopted, you know, that are bands that, that, that I love and that, you know, have been you know played throughout my house it's like it's the cure it's the pixies it's nirvana you know what i mean i'm going i'm like oh wow there's definitely reasons why you picked up on all these that were like super influential mm -hmm. that he's hearing hints of in the stuff that he's that's current yeah like it's like you know he can tell you know out of these newer waves of the last decade of bands you know how influenced you know they were by the Pixies and by Nirvana and by The Cure. It's so I was like, man, I'm like this kid's got a fucking ear. You know what I mean? And it was all natural. It wasn't like, you know, I put those necessarily on for him. It was just that. That being said, any of your kids taking an interest in music? Uh, Gavin's son a few weeks back uh, did a Instagram live with him, and he was playing Friday in Love for an upcoming talent show. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. My son's got it. He plays guitar and sings in his music school band. He's 12, and they actually covered Boys Don't Cry. Nice. And he actually kept it a secret from me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it was Why? like because he wanted me to be like super surprised when I went to his live <laughs> show, when I went to a show because they actually nice. played it live. So all of a sudden, and they started playing it, and the look on my face, I looked over at my wife, and I was like, Huh? what <laughs> and i was like and and it's you know and did i was you like cry, though. we're all men in here can you did you cry oh i teared up yeah. I, I teared up i i fought the full-on tears but i and and then even the nirvana song you know that they they picked you know which it, my favorite nirvana record which is it's controversial when i say this is <laughs> is incesticide you know everyone you know because yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the you know yeah. it's it's not the big one but I get up there and all of a sudden I hear him like start playing and I'm like, you know, it's not even like they went for smells like team spirit or anything. I just hear him go, mom and dad went to a show. And I was like, no. And I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, like even, even down to the songs that, that they, they picked, which he had the influence in um, because with him playing guitar and singing, he had to go to his music teacher and say, listen, I know I can play these songs. I already played them. 
and and like convince them like you know can we play this yeah it, it's pretty awesome how you know to see that pass down it's like it's like great because i'm i mean for me and gavin for sure like where <laughs> if we're gonna get into being old and say old <laughs> shit we're first generation cure fans yeah. like my mother didn't listen to the cure yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> you know so it's like our kids are like the second generation from our families yeah you, you know, know what? i'm glad you bring up ages because um i i became a cure fan at the age of 15 uh-huh. that was uh 20 years ago i'm 34 but i'm gonna be 35 this year and but i i, I love how we're just all talking right now connected doesn't matter how old you are, how old I am. We're we're speaking on the same level. Yeah, and it's great. I think even at fifteen, I would hang out. Um, I became good friends, and thankfully still am. Uh, there is a Cure tribute band over here on the West Coast, out of Los Angeles, uh, El Monte to be exact. And uh, you know, Brian Soto is the lead singer, and you can even say the director of that band. Uh, he's the Robert Smith. He's just the one that puts it together and, you know, gets everyone involved and does the shows. And I met him when he was 24 and I was 16 uh, and we're still friends to this day. I'm going to be 35. He's 42, that's you know, awesome. and we just went to the yeah. movies last night, hung out, whatever <laughs> it may be. And, it, and it's great because I feel like even when I was that young, he was celebrating his birthday, had some friends over. Nobody belittled me. Nobody made me feel like, Oh, what's this kid? know? you know, yeah. it was, we all had a passion and a love for the cure. I mean, maybe mine wasn't as strong as it is now. I'm not as I wasn't as educated, but I mean, I felt it. Yeah. I still do. And and going full circle, uh, Gavin and Antonio, I've been these meetups that I'm doing before the shows that I'm going to that I'm coordinating. My priority was to make sure they were all ages yeah. because I never wanted to feel like someone under 18 or 21 was going to be excluded because at one point that was me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's one of the powerful things about music is it it doesn't see it doesn't see age, it doesn't see race. I mean it's it's like how you know, it's like how the cure or or lots of bands play in countries where the people don't speak English but kid they can sing the lyrics because it it even it even it goes through that barrier like without a doubt, you know. I mean even more so than movies. Like yeah, you can dub a movie or you can put subtitles um but even you know the movie sometimes maybe the it 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 doesn't feel as culturally relevant in other parts of the world where music it's just it doesn't matter like it's like it just it cuts through all that you know yeah yeah for sure now we're getting all deep nah, it's a, dude, dude i love that you said the, the other countries thing because i mean sorry i can't name drop them right now i didn't plan ahead yeah, but yeah. I see, I see Cure tribute bands out of Italy, out of Brazil, yeah. Portugal, Argentina, you know, Mexico. And I follow these guys. I mean, maybe one day I'd like to think I'm going to go see them. But the fact that these people don't even speak the language or it's not their, you know. Oh, yeah. Language, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Wild. You know, like my, my wife grew up, uh, grew up in Colombia and she was like, you know, watching – well, first, first listening to music and then, you know, then watching TV is like what helped her like speak English and learn English and, you know, hearing, you know, her, she, she would say all the time, like, even when they were in Colombia, like her dad had to have like the newest, the newest records and the newest American music. And the, and it was like, didn't matter. Like she couldn't speak a lick of it, but she, you know, she was listening to it and, you know, dancing to it and bopping around, yeah. you know, it's. 
uh, and especially, yeah, like South America too is huge for the cure. And and it's funny because when I look at the streams for my music for a cult leader, I actually would say that like just about more than half of my Spotify streams are from South America. Hmm. Yeah. I just feel like it's funny. I'm like, Oh, that's like, I love that. The fact that like some of the people are really like listening and connecting with it that may or not even be like understanding what I'm saying. They're just like feeling it, you know, like to me, that was like, I was like, yes, <laughs> you know. Well, so much of like the lyrical aspect too of like what you're saying with the cure in particular. You know, we do whole episodes where we all have completely different interpretations of it, and you know, we all speak. yeah, I mean, like we did that thing about disintegration, yeah. and we were in that panel. Remember, I invited yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was cool, man. We all had our own take. Yeah, everybody. So I mean, it's like that idea of you know, you don't even have to clearly understand the language in the sense, you know, even if it, it is your your native tongue, you know, we all still don't really know. You know, I think that's what's great about the cure in particular is that it's so wide open to interpretation and, you, and the, the emotion is such a huge part of it, too, that it doesn't really you don't really have to dwell on the words that he's saying, but you kind of feel what he's saying more than even, you know what I mean? It's uh, a, but yeah. So you said at that young age, then let's just do your origin story. That'd be great to, to hear. What was the, uh, do you remember the first time you heard him? Oh man. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm 34 going on 35 this October. I was born on 10, 15 on a Saturday. It was not at night. Nice. (laughs) Maybe, uh, maybe it was always meant to be. I don't know, man. I, I feel like, uh, I kind of had like an obsessive personality. I might still, you know, obviously. <laughs> um, I was like really in like freshman year of high school. I was really into like rap and Eminem. And that's when like Eight Mile came out uh-huh. and stuff. Pissed my mom off. So I don't know <laughs> if I just really liked it that much or if I just wanted to rebel. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I still like some Eminem even now though. Um, I don't know. But like the next year out of nowhere, you know, I just started getting into like my dad's old CD collection. And the weird thing about that is that my dad had like towers and spindles of CDs at his house, mostly Spanish music. Mm-hmm. He was born in East LA. Is you know he was uh, first, I want to say first generation American because his parents were from Mexico. It's my grandparents. Um, he got into uh, you know Duran Duran, Thompson Twins, Depeche Mode, The Smiths, a lot of eighties, yeah. right? And uh, somehow growing up, it was a mix between eighties and mariachi music but like his big idol is vicente fernandez who passed away a few years back you know uh mexican mariachi singer um you know debatable to say one of the best okay and that was his thing so most of his music was spanish um but he did have a section from when he was in high school where he had like uh he had a it was a uk import of depeche mode uh singles 1981 85 okay which i believe only came to the states as catching up with the depeche mode with a little bit mm-hmm. of a difference of track listing okay so he had that one he had some smiths queen is dead strangers here we come louder than bombs um thompson twins i couldn't even tell you what he had but he had like tears for fears and you know, like i said a, a shitload of duran duran yeah um i really got into the smiths um i don't know if any cure fan or smith fan would say this but I would say that the Smiths Queen is dead, and maybe it's just the color, man. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like the Smiths disintegration. Yeah, yeah, I'd <laughs> so agree. That was my thing. Um, yeah. I got into that. You know, I was a sophomore in uh, in high school, uh-huh. and um, you know, um, I had a disc man, and my uh, my uh, algebra teacher was really chill. I, I like to think I'm pretty good at math. I was then. Uh-huh. 
Um, and he was like, you know what? As long as you do your work, I don't care what you do. You can listen to your disc man, whatever you want. So I would just take CDs to, to school. You know, I'd listen to them. And this is like, I don't want to say it was pre-internet. It was pre-internet for me in the sense that I didn't have it easily accessible. Right. If I wanted to use the internet, I was going to the community library, maybe because it was a project or doing something. Dude, I didn't even know how to use email. When you said, oh, you have to find me at Gmail, I thought I needed to type your Gmail as the URL. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea. You know? So um, I was just listening to a bunch of Smiths, Morrissey, Viva Hate, Voxel and I, stuff like that. This was like early 2003. And then my dad's like, I also have this other CD compilation from this band called The Cure. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I didn't know who they were. Couldn't tell you any of their songs. It was this this CD with this old man on the front. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. is this the singer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who knows, man? So I listened to it and, you know, it, it was staring at the sea of the singles, which came from Standing on the Beach, yeah. right? And uh, no, I loved it, man. It was great. You know, of course it was great. It was a compilation of hits yeah. pretty, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was cool because I had no idea what they looked like. I didn't know this guy wore makeup. I didn't know that he was a certain way or whatever, or his hair. Yeah. Um, but I'm listening to this hand in hand while, you know, bands like Taking Back Sunday, Fall Out Boy, Blink-182 are having a resurgence. Um, and it's like the emo pop punk scene. You know, Green Day's American Idiot would come out the following year. And yeah, so it was like kind of hand in hand. Blink-182 came out with their, depending on how you see it, self-titled, untitled album. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All of this by uh, Rob, uh, you know, featuring Robert Robert Smith, and and kind of going back to what we were talking about, like the show inserts and this and that. Yeah, that insert for the CD was awesome because you get to like see how much of an influence Robert Smith was. It even got to a point where they put in writing in the booklet, like, oh, we would send the MP3 file to him. He would put his own stuff on it, then he would send it back. And I mean, that was so cool. It is cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, even and, around um, that time too, you could tell like their music videos got away from, you know, a, a little bit, got a little dark too. Dude, I miss and, you. I miss yeah, you. Yeah, and and it got got very Tim Burtony and very you know. I sometimes still confuse those. I'll, I'll throw that song on, thinking it's the one with Robert on it, and I'm like, wait, yeah, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. <laughs> he like, should have oh, been yeah. on that song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm saying is that. It was a time where I was discovering the cure organically. Yeah. But it was also being pushed on me, not in a bad way, but by other artists who were influenced by them. And it's like, hey, you know, it's okay to like these guys. We like these guys and you like us. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah. It, it was really cool. It was like justification that the direction you're going wasn't a bad direction, you know, right. because you were like, oh, okay, you know, this band that's geared more towards my age also likes this band you Correct. know and it's like ah aha. and then and then we got to remember what happened in 2003 i could be mistaken but i want to say 2003 is when trilogy came out yeah you know so that christmas it's like hey new cure fan here what can i get you what are you interested in huh. i i could be wrong i want to say my dad or my stepmom bought me trilogy on dvd and and it was amazing yeah, yeah it was two discs yeah, <laughs> we yeah. didn't get a, a single disc until the blu-ray but it, it was awesome because at that time, I was only listening to Staring at the Sea. Yeah. I wasn't listening to Pornography, Disintegration, or Blood Flowers. So it was cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then the following year, we got Kirosa. 
I'm 15 years old trying to convince my mom that this isn't a phase. <laughs> and by the way, if she's going to watch this, which I doubt it, still not a phase. Yeah, I didn't get to go to Kurosa. Um, uh, I was really disappointed. Um, but, you know, that next year, Morrissey came out with a new album, too, called You Are the Quarry. So yeah, it kind of felt like it was this revival of like, 80s was making a comeback and and maybe it was also not just emo bands but it was bands like interpol and the killers right, right. they were also making this like new wave revival so oh yeah totally everything felt like it was like this is a great band to listen to you know this is gonna be great um i found out you know they were myspace days back then yeah. there was no facebook instagram whatever the hell we have now <laughs> you know so I was on MySpace just trying to find other fans, no matter where they were, you know, as long as I stayed away from the perverts and chats and <laughs> chat rooms, you know, exactly. I tried to be safe. <laughs> and I found out that there was a Cure tribute band in my backyard, practically, uh, which was The Curse. And you know what? I was listening to The Curse, um, Tribute to The Cure. Um, I was listening to them. I guess they have like a Yahoo briefcase, which is like similar to like today's day and age of a Google Drive. Okay. Uh -huh. They had some MP3s of a live concert of theirs. So I have like my iPod now because I upgraded from the disc band, right. by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm listening to like The Cure, but now I'm like, I'm listening to The Curse. And to me, not, obviously a tribute band is not the same as a as the roll band, but at 15 years old, you know. Yeah, you're probably. Just as good. And they're playing deep cuts, this and that. I was uh, lucky enough to see The Curse not the cure, but the curse. Uh, it was like June fourth of '05, a couple years later. Yeah. And guess what? they did the entire "Staring at the Sea" album, cool. plus an extra encore. I want to say they did about thirty-two songs that night. Nice. So were uh, there were there Cure songs that you heard for the first time by them playing it? Oh, definitely, so, dude. Yeah, definitely. yeah. So that's wild. So, yeah, Thanks. it was great. I know. I I didn't get a, I didn't get to see the actual Cure until 2008 okay yeah uh, when i was 19 but i gotta say it was a hell of a show to go to it was the four tour yeah, which yeah. is for Flipper Team dream um they had played i don't have the stats on top yeah. of me but they played the hollywood bowl like may 31st that might have been one show <laughs> or two i don't know but then they added an extra day at the shrine auditorium in los angeles which i've never been to it's such a beautiful venue <laughs> and that was the show that they really like you know, The Cure's very notorious for not wanting to use the same set list every night. Right. They opened with, instead of Underneath the Stars, they did Out of This World. Cool. They ended with Faith. It was Simon's birthday. Shit. I met Lowell Tolhurst uh -huh. in the crowd. I mean, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was like a magical was moment. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I got into Kiss from listening to Mini Kiss first. There you uh, go. Huh. Wow! No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, oh, man. I just, I just recently saw the just like a a clip of Mini Kiss. Nice, nice. So, um, so that's that's my origin story, guys. And then, like I said, the the deluxe editions and remasters started coming out. I think they were Rhino, yeah, Rhino yeah, music. Yeah. Um, and with those remasters and reading what the Cure was or who they were and everything, MTV Icon the Cure, yeah. um, that was great. Hosted huh. by Marilyn Manson, yeah. you had bands like Razorlight, uh, AFI, and of course Blink One Eighty Two yeah. uh, covering the Cure. And uh, Blink One Eighty Two have been one of my favorite bands as well. And this whole thing, um, it was on separate occasions, but I actually got to meet all the members of Blink One Eighty Two and told them how much I enjoyed their cover of A Letter to Lise. Awesome. And they're like, wow, you knew that? I'm like, dude, I'm a hardcore fan. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to come out on camera. Yeah. But, awesome. Uh, 
Winner to least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I still think, uh, it, you know, like it, it's amazing, you know, how much they're influenced. Even Eddie, the other guitar player from Taking Back Sunday. Eddie Reyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, Eddie's a huge Cure fanatic too. I mean, him and I would listen to the Cure like driving around all the time. Um, but a letter to Elise, like I'm sure you've heard the the sense sense field cover of it, right? No. Oh, that that cover is oh my god! It's <laughs> it's. I mean, that's one of my that's in my top three favorite Cure songs, probably. Dude, we're gonna time. have to add each other and talk after. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. It's nice sure. to meet you. And I, and I'll and I'll tell you I'll tell you some really old fun Taking Back Sunday stories you just can't tell anyone else in public. <laughs> 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 they now, covered uh wasn't that good but i think they covered just like heaven it was like some lay like really bad copy recording it must have been early on uh no it couldn't have been early on because it would have been me because <laughs> <laughs> i was the original singer no fucking way are you serious yeah oh i thought you knew that <laughs> no yeah i was the original singer taking back sunday eddie and i started that band uh here on long island many many moons ago but I would have loved to have covered the cure while we were. You guys do it just like Heaven cover ever? No, no. we we never did. <laughs> no, me I, and I don't and I, I don't know if Adam could pull one off if I'm being honest. And I don't uh. think they ever did. They definitely never recorded it if they did. Yeah. Um, I I gotta take a look. I gotta look. It's, Not no, I'm a thousand percent sure. So yeah, you, uh. you have to check it out afterwards. Yeah, um. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, after me leaving, I wasn't as big of a fan i mean i was a fan you know i liked the stuff that fred did with them because fred's wait so did boy. you think i was like brand new and everything too or what yeah i grew up with jesse lacy me john and jesse grew up going to school together and that's how i got john into john the next sunday with me yeah 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 I'm, yeah i grew dude, up with dude dude that, that you know what i would have been more starstruck i'm almost glad you didn't tell me that's awesome <laughs> But yeah, man, that's that's me. I'm an emo kid, you know, and I'm happy that I'm seeing the Cure nine shows this tour. I'm doing two San Diego, three Hollywood Bowl, one San Francisco, maybe two. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, that was the other big yeah, yeah. news leading up to this. They did add an extra San yeah, Francisco um, show, so that'll be the 35th show of the tour, making it 35. Dude, even, dude, so. I, I've been to. I, I'm so, honestly the only word I could use is I've been blessed. You know, I I started in this fandom late. But I've done so much. I'm trying to still do as much as I can. Yeah, sounds like you've made I've up been, some good time. I've been to Sydney. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Sydney for the integration shows. I, I well, just one, but it still counted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Went well, to the man. Rock Hall of Fame where Gavin. I'm glad I got to see you, yeah, Chaz. Yeah. Um, I dude, I, I went to the 40th anniversary show. I didn't go to go to cura- curation, but still. Yeah. You know. So you were at the fine. Hyde Park one. You were yeah. Awesome. Hot as hell, yeah. 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 Now, now the big the big question is if Robert Smith and Morrissey were drowning and you can only save one, who would you save? Come on, come on. You know, it's obvious, Robert Smith. All right, just making sure. I would sacrifice you know. myself so they could both float on my dead body. Shut up, guys. No, I would pull up Robert while pushing Morrissey down yeah. with my foot. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Morrissey, I, I'm just a huge Morrissey hater. Yeah. So. Well, he could be a good writer, but I think sometimes he has to shut up, man. Yeah, I think he's like the original Kanye yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, talking has been a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, you've seen some cool destination ones all around the world. 
world then yeah i want to say i'm up to 15 15. right now it could be 16 because you got to remember too i'm gonna count any like that i could i'm counting jimmy kimmel live yeah did you see that? Oh, Were right. you there for Jimmy? I'm counting Carson Daly. I'm counting right. yeah, that's Ray cool. Leno. You know, whatever it is. If I seen the cure, dude, I don't care if it was in your backyard. Yeah. I saw the cure. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. I I got to go to the MySpace secret show. I was the first one in line. Oh, that thing shit. got announced at one at midnight. I was there at one a.m. Nice. Oh wow, that's crazy. You know, and that was like a thirty-six song set, that's and it was free. Good. And and Gerard Way and Lindsay from MSI was there. So the killers were there oh, upstairs. Wow. Like, yeah, dude. That's right. I've been to some pretty rad shows. I mean, I can't say I saw Sex Pistols back in the day or yeah. or Joy Division, but you know, <laughs> nah, I'm doing my best here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You said you uh, crossed paths with Lowell. Have you crossed paths with any of the other members? Or... Yeah, I uh, Lowell was really cool. I I saw him at the Shrine in 2008. It was June 1st, 08. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also ran into him. Uh, where else? Um, surprisingly um or maybe not surprisingly because they are really good lowell um has been friends or in contact with my friend brian of the curse You're right so he... um, they'll sometimes have lowell or they did years ago play drums on like you know early cure stuff yeah, yeah. as like a special guest or something and to return the favor uh lowell did um, a charity event a few years back you can find it on my youtube channel mm-hmm. where um him and mark uh, gemini don't know his last name but he he's also a session or a touring member of like bauhaus and other stuff okay it's probably murphy and other bands um they all did like a benefit show in um some backyard where like the guy the guitarist from um no doubt yeah. tony Sounds uh, right. can't remember his name but either way <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of celebs there aquabats were there quest quest love oh, was cool. there <laughs> Flavor Flav. It was like a Muzak charity for like music oh, wow. and the arts and schools or something. Um, and yeah, they he asked Lowell asked the curse to play with him to for this charity event. Wow. The only problem was that it was like 175 bucks ticket, Ooh. but you could volunteer. <laughs> so I volunteered, dude. I'm like putting up tents, <laughs> I'm like doing everything, you know? <laughs> but I'm like I get to actually work and help Lowell. Like, yeah. hey, whatever you guys need, let me know. And it was really cool. You know, I got to see the set. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, Lowell's been a really good guy. Um, and then he played at, uh, we have a swap meet nearby. It was a former drive-in, but now we have a lot of tribute band shows there and, you know, other live music. Lowell's played there, That's you know? Great. And it's so funny. That place is pretty huge. It's mm-hmm. got three entrances, right? Mm-hmm. And Brian goes, oh, hey, can you go meet Lowell? And, like, he's at the gate. Doesn't tell me which one. So I got, like, oh, a no, in- you're running around. <laughs> Dude, no, no, but here's. Here's the chance. I got a one in three shot to get it right. I get it right on the first nice. one. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah. Shout Lowell, out to the Aquabats, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I saw the Aquabats perform the cure on. They're doing it again, by the way. Again, yeah, I saw that. Recently. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but no, Lowe's been cool. Um, Simon, I met Simon. Dude, it was 2009. I don't even think I was 21. I think I was like 20, going to be 21. They played the Pearl in Vegas. This was like the warm-up show to Coachella 09. Uh-huh. Um, Simon was hanging out at the bar, and I'm just like, I don't care if I'm out of age. I'm going to go and I meet him. And I uh, took a picture, and he was great, man. Um, who else? Uh, Roger and Robert. I was lucky to meet them both at Reflections. It was to the point that I met Roger at Reflections. I introduced myself, mm-hmm. and he said, I know who you are. Wow. That's awesome. And that was like validation nice. to me. I was like, oh, I'm doing this right, you That's know? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so no, just just good times, dude. Like, That's great. Yeah. I'm all into music. Some of my big bands are like The Cure, Interpol, Blink, The Killers. 
Yeah, you know, going back to your origin story, I think you're the first person. It's really cool to hear your perspective coming from almost three perspectives of like starting where you had, you know, like your parent influenced you having those albums and stuff. You know, my yeah. dad only then, liked in between days. Yeah, but but at least it was there around, you know, and then like you right, kind yeah, of like, already liking those bands that were already influenced by the cure and then liking the cure on a separate path. So you're almost doing like three different paths at one time. It's kind of rad. I don't think I've ever. And now, now I'm in the dad role. Yeah. You know, so. so I mean, yeah, yeah. four perspectives now, <laughs> but uh, I love it. Yeah. It's cool. We haven't heard that variation here on the show before. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. But even it's just funny hearing you say that that's like, you know, the first CD that you listen to of them. Cause it's, you know, it was, uh, you know, I think it was probably not the first time I'd heard a Cure song, but it's definitely the first Cure CD I ever purchased on my own was, you know, Standing on the Beach. Yeah. Um, Mine was the know, tape. It, so that one yeah, is key yeah, for so exactly. many people. It, was, it doesn't it, matter which which part of the timeline it falls into. It seems like that yeah, one's it's, always it's, like. A, I, I feel like it's such a, it's such an important like piece for them because those songs collectively on on one cd and such a powerful cover like you said like you don't you're like is this the band is that like you know like it's it's just it's an amazing photo that just i think captivates people and drew people in you know like it's and it's such a uh, rad collection because it's so diverse without you even really noticing it as a kid you know like because it's like when we look at it now it's like oh the dark era singles and then they go pop and then they go to golden era or whatever you want to call it you know and it's like it seems weirder with age but like as a kid i was like yeah you know just come some of the early ones are a little weirder but then it... and that's what i loved about henson is because he seems to have really taken uh to the love cats yeah and i remember being 15 and i saw that video and i was just like you know it starts off with robert like this right. and yeah. you hear these bottles and everything yeah. and you got taxidermied cats you got <laughs> like, what people, you know it just it was it was great yeah um <laughs> that's amazing you no know, and then i think with that song you got andy playing the drums but with uh I don't know what they're called, but there's those drumsticks that kind of, yeah, little, they aren't drumsticks, they kind of brush, have like metal. Little brush sticks. Yeah, yeah the brushes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was a great video that totally hooked me into. That was like getting the, the accompanying VHS of that, you know, at a young age. I was just like, oh my God, these guys are so cool because yeah. I, I didn't really have the visual. You know, I knew he was a little weirder looking eventually, but uh, at the same time, it it made so much more sense when I just watched all the videos in sequence, you know? <laughs> I, I try to be a, a very nerdy uh, Cure fan. I, I think I'm nerdy by nature, not naughty. <laughs> nerdy by nature. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm really tech savvy when it comes to things. So when I started getting VHSs, I'm like, I want to rip these. Yeah. I want to check for them the DVD for my own personal sake, but I'm always one to want to give back. Um, yeah. So I always want to do what I can for others. It's just why I did the show uh, DVD copies. But yeah, like um, my meetup's coming up when, you know, if we get to around talking, yeah, to them, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be putting in the uh, the 2014 Teenage Cancer Trust uh, um, video that they released, oh, uh, wow. I think 2020 or something like that for Halloween. It was like they filmed it in 2014, but it was finally fully released in 2020 as long as you... Uh, you know, donated to Teenage Cancer Trust, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, that's like a 45 song show. Yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing. That's not available. So, you know, there's a gray area. Am I really pirating or am I bootlegging? Yeah. And something's out of print. Something's <laughs> not really commercially available, you know? 
yeah yeah, yeah. and then i'm also gonna be uh somebody online uh, i want to say his name's austin him and a bunch of other fans put a multicam together of the wembley 2022 shows i don't want to say it was one show it might have been a combination yeah. of all three i've seen it but i got his permission to download it i'm gonna chapter it awesome and yeah, it's going to be great to give away at the shows. That's you know? great. Yeah, that's, it's always so cool awesome. you do all that and, and we'll hand those out because, yeah, so many of those things are, you know, I don't even think I've, I don't even know if I've seen the, the cancer thing, the whole, I think probably no, just I seen haven't. pieces of it on YouTube yeah, or something. Yeah, and if you have, maybe to, you didn't have the means to download it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen do. that. So that's, yeah, that's or, rad. Or, or knowing how to put the effort. I, if I could do something, I, I, I want to. That's awesome. So, yeah, let's talk about these meetups that you're doing. You're put, You're putting together some... Some hangouts okay. for like, these like shows. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to nine shows. Um, yeah, which ones are you going again? Just so I can... Two in San Diego. It's really Chula Vista, California. Okay. But that's uh, Saturday, May 20th, and Sunday, May 21st. Right um, I was doing my best to try to find, like, a local venue again. I'm trying to do all ages. I don't want to just be some dive bar or whatever, right. you know. It, it to be somewhere nice where people can grab a bite to drink. I'm sorry, a bite to eat or something to drink before the shows. Uh, and just hang out, meet other Cure fans. Um, so I'm doing this at the Shake and Muddle in uh, Chula Vista. I got a hold of them through Instagram, talked to their floor manager, Josh Allen. Really good guy. He called me on the phone. He's like, you know what? We got to think about the business because, you know what? A lot of places want to charge you to have a reservation for a space or, yeah. or get a account or something, you know, because they have to see it in the business perspective. And when he said all that, I was like, oh, man, this guy called to reject me. Yeah. But he goes... But at the end of the day, we're Cure fans, and it sounds like the right thing to do, and let's do it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was really cool of him. He's not charging me a thing. Um, then I kind of felt like, am I asking for too much because they added a second to the yeah. show? <laughs> so what are we doing oh, the next night? Yeah. <laughs> and, then he's, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, I could find somewhere else if you want. Yeah. He's like, no, he's like, no, let's do it. Yeah, that's a, yeah at this so point, I'm, it's like, if I'm committed, I'm committed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm doing a meetup there. I'm, I'm going to give away and raffle things every night, but I want to talk about all the meetups first, okay. and then we'll talk about what we have. Um, so that's just San Diego. Right. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, like I said, May 20th and 21st. And now I come back from San Diego. Sorry, on yeah, on the 21st, Sunday. Um, that's the week that they play three days of the Hollywood Bowl. Right. Which, oh, my God, dude, this whole verified fan nonsense. And I'm not saying it's nonsense. It came from a good spot, right. but it kind of backfired on some people. I never got a code for the Hollywood Bowl. Right on. The only reason I'm going to the Hollywood Bowl is because I had some friends that only bought two tickets, and they were able to buy a max of four. They bought two additionals. Right. So I'm going with one set of friends on Monday. I'm going with another set of friends. No, it's on Monday. Sorry. Uh, Tuesday, May 23rd. Right. And then I'm going with another set on Wednesday, May 24th. And I didn't have any tickets to Thursday, May 25th. I was just SOL. Right. It wasn't until later that the fan resells came available. Me and my girlfriend, we got tickets for Thursday night. But here's the weird thing. Uh -huh. We bought two single tickets in the same section, same row, one seat five, the other seat 19. <laughs> so I don't know if I can make someone scoot over. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty close. But, uh, That's awesome. That's, yeah, there. That's awesome. That is great. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> if, if we can find something better leading towards the date, then we will. But either way, that was my holy grail. That was the ones I didn't have. Yeah. How disappointing would it be to not be able to go to shows in your own hometown? Yeah, you know? I know. Oh, it's yeah, so frustrating. Sure. So, um, 
I mean, I, I'm proud of all the meetups that I've coordinated, um, but I got to say the Hollywood one, guys, is the one I'm most proud of. Um, Vicinity-wise, what's around, I wanted to know what I could do, what was within walking distance, what was within people like not wanting to miss the show. I took a long shot and I called or emailed um, the Hard Rock Cafe in Hollywood, and I didn't get a response for two two, maybe three weeks. Then I tried another contact for the Hard Rock Cafe in Hollywood. And you know what? I didn't want to seem pushy, but it's like, if it's a no, tell me it's a no. Don't just leave me hanging, you know? Um, I was really fortunate to speak with uh, someone named Corey Tinnan, the sales and marketing manager of the Hard Rock Cafe in Hollywood. He told me that, um, well, first he wanted to talk to me, see what I was all about. And I told him, look, this isn't about making money. Uh, for me, this is just about having a cool vibe, places to hang out, you know, right. and just be, do it before the shows, right? And you guys are so close. It's Hollywood Boulevard. You know, you guys are a big name. It would be great. He loved my attitude. He loved my vibe. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. That sounds great. So uh, we're having the meetups. Um, by the way, the Shake and Muddle ones from San Diego, they're from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. Uh, all the meetups are 4 to 6 p.m., the ones that I'm doing, because I wanted to give fans a time to get there early and then leave, yeah. you know, go to the sign seats or whatever it may be. But, uh, yeah, Hard Rock Cafe Hollywood. I'm so glad that they agreed. And that's for all three nights? Yeah, oh. all three nights. Awesome, awesome. So Hard Rock Cafe is giving me a space for 50 people, which honestly now is feeling like not enough. <laughs> yeah, a bit. <laughs> um, nothing but Cure Music for two hours. I'm going to have two servers not charging me anything. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. we're bringing them business, and that's great. Yeah. The last one, the last meetup is going to be uh, in San Francisco, the Cures Plane, Saturday, May twenty seventh. Um, I'm doing this at, <clears throat> excuse me, at Sports Page, uh, San Francisco. It's really Mountain View. Okay. Um, this one, to be honest with you, is mostly due to the vicinity. Um, there wasn't much going around. Like, unless I was going to do this, like in an Applebee's or a Chili's. Right. You know, this was the place to do it at. <laughs> right. uh, either way, I don't want to minimize that. Uh, I work with somebody named Jackie and Rob as well cool. at that place. And they're, they're like, totally cool with it. But here's the thing. They announced the second it, San Francisco yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's like, it's like people expect me to go to both and like do this for both. And people got to remember, like, I'm just doing this out of my own right. kindness. Like, devote yeah, your own yeah. month to this. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I mean, I appreciate the response, though. I mean, I'm getting messages from people in Germany. I'm getting messages from people just traveling in saying, like, hey, we're going to go to your event. This yeah. is exciting. So, so far, all I've set up is what shows, what meetups, where they're at, what dates. but um again like like i've tried to show you guys i'm really all about giving back to the community because i felt so welcome in it um like i said i'm doing the two dvds um for wembley and for teenage cancer trust um i bought some uh robert smith boys don't cry keychains they were 3d printed by a cure fan out of las vegas sarah holt francis Mm -hmm. her and her husband made them uh she's selling them at seven a pop if you know you want to buy one um she gave me a slightly better deal because i bought you know 27 of them right. <laughs> um i'm raffling off three each night awesome it, and they're really cool and you know it gives her exposure so that you can you know hit her up right. you know so that's great um i also partnered with uh club underground la out of chinatown los angeles i've got a dj friend there uh named larry g and he is printing me some posters we did this a few years back for the pasadena uh, pasadena daydream show mm-hmm. 
he's printing me some posters of the anniversary film really? that the cure did yeah. the 40th anniversary yeah. um they showed it in select theaters for a limited time i don't know if it, either of you guys got to go yeah, yeah i was able to see it i saw it at a local you know nonprofit cinema and they hooked me up with a copy a physical copy of the poster took that to fedex paid 40 bucks scanned it myself nice. now i can reprint it to for all you guys awesome that's uh, great. cool i'm also <laughs> raffling some of those off I'm gonna. I'm also raffling off three shirts each night: a medium, a large, and an extra large. Cool. Just a black shirt with the in white of the new logo. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah, nice. Uh, I got some pins made with the flyer designs. Sweet. Fifty each night. Once they're gone, they're gone. Um, just really trying to give back, you know. Um, bought raffle tickets. Now here's the exclusive Holy Hour podcast exclusive. Listen. Okay, everybody out there, wake up. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Sit up. I'm going to do this either way, but okay. I'm not going to post about it. So if anybody knows about it in advance, it's because they watch this episode or they listen to it. Yeah. So that's kind of what I wanted to uh, do. Um, I work for a company that makes machinery for manufacturing, including lasers, whose name I will not mention, probably. <laughs> um, but... Um, <laughs> We you know we laser cut stuff. So I'm working on making some. They could either be a keychain, but I think I want them to be like a, like a necklace pendant. Yeah. You guys are familiar with the uh, the necklaces, the flower necklaces of the Dream Tour. I have an enamel pin with that flower. Yeah. Okay, so it's like it was like a pewter yeah. necklace, and it was like yeah. edition. You know, you had to get it during the Dream Tour. So my idea is to have something like that, but with the new C from the new Cure logo. Awesome. And. Um, they're going to be about an inch and a half in size, um, probably about a quarter inch stainless steel. Um, each of them is going to take about 22 seconds to cut. So I'm going to try to cut as many as I can and just pass them out. Nice. So everyone should get that. No raffles needed. Awesome. That's right. So um, I'm really excited to, to announce that exclusively here. I'm working on it. I want to make sure it gets done and everybody enjoys it. Uh, I forgot to name drop the pins that I'm getting done are being done by someone. Um, her business name is Opinionated Pins. Nice. You know, they're available for any of your uh, West Coast, Los Angeles pin needs. But yeah, it's just Sweet. partnerships with people that I've met over the years and networking that uh, is allowing me to really hook up fans and just make it a very fun and enjoyable time. Yeah, that'll make it great. It's, you know, it'd be one thing everyone just huddled around their beers or whatever and talking cure stories but like you're making it yeah. an actual event and fun you know and like people can see other cool things and win stuff so, so uh, i said i was going to nine shows but i only talked about uh six so something's not adding up here yeah yeah i am going see. to all three nights in madison square garden new york sweet um, <laughs> oh you're going to all three nights nice. yep we are doing some meetups over there too um those are being coordinated uh by two cure friends named Angel and Lini. Right and it's happening at the Chelsea Bell. And those are interesting because um it's a before and after thing, whereas mine are all just befores. Right. Um theirs is gonna happen, I think it's like four to seven thirty all ages before the show. Okay. And then afterwards it's twenty one and up. And they're gonna have a DJ uh Frankie Teardrop. I'm not familiar with him, but no. a lot of people seem to be. Okay. Um, I'm still going to have the same giveaways. They might not be raffles. They might have a different way to give them away. Right uh, the difference is that I won't have the uh, the pins. Okay. But either way, man, that's, that's, that's really cool. Nine shows, yeah, you know, Sundays. That sounds rad, and we'll definitely keep it posted. Do you have a preferred site if somebody wants to backtrack after hearing all that where they can see? Um, I'm everything? pretty accessible at Instagram, uh, at Andy the Cure Fan. 
uh, Facebook. You can search that as well. That's okay. been my moniker since I was 15. I, I had some friends in high school as a joke, as a gag birthday present. They're like, oh, you're Andy. You like The Cure. So you're Andy The Cure fan. And they For made sure. me a t-shirt and it, just, <laughs> it never really went away. And that's okay. You yeah, know? it's pretty solid. You got it's, it the stick, man. That's like getting your name.com or something. You it, know? it is, <laughs> it is like, funny though, because like I know, doing, doing interviews with like Arusha at a Cure fan doc, whatever. Yeah. And here I am like, I'm Andy The Cure fan as if you're not Gavin The Cure fan. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you win, man. You're The Cure fan. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's just kind of what I've been known for. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty accessible online. I like to put my name out there. Um, very proud of everything I'm doing. Just very much want to be the kind of person to give back. I want people to have an enjoyable time. I want people, when they think of Cure fans, as being a tight community. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. I don't want to yeah. be an asshole, you know. I mean, I can be, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, I, I want, I don't know, man. I just, I love being known for what I love. yeah. Oh, that's great. And this is, um, I'm happy to be a part cool. of this. Thank and I hope there. these go awesome. I'm sure they're going to be super rad. Dude, I, want, I, I almost people. want to hear reviews of these after parties as much as the shows at this place. It, it, <laughs> it's, cool. it's cool to promote this because then I got people like, hey, do you have any plans for uh, Phoenix? You got any plans for yeah, Seattle? Yeah, yeah. They want you to tour Dude, with the whole band. <laughs> exactly. Like if, so, uh, if the band yeah, wants to sponsor me, I'll do something every show. Yeah, you just switch yeah, jobs dude. there. And oh, take oh, oh. Let me let me add something. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to say I'm ripping off the band's artwork, and I apologize if some it comes out that way. Um, but Andy Vela, who's been a longtime partner of The Cure, right. uh, you know, Part Start and all that, um, for the European 2022 tour, they did an exclusive event poster for each night where they had the, the location and the date and then the color scheme kind of changed. Right. I hope that they keep that when it comes to these shows because I would love to have exclusive posters. Yeah. That being said, I, I tried to keep to the same, um, you know, format. Right. So my San Diego flyer, uh, it's the Cure and Official Meetup and it's in blue. My Hollywood is in green. Nice. Um, and my uh, San Francisco is in red. So yeah. I, oh, and that's, that's cool. how exactly how I made my pins. And not that anybody has to identify it, but the font I used for the unofficial meetup, uh, I want to say was from Blue Sunshine, which is the glove. Right. Cool. So I, I like to put little Easter eggs here and there. I'm not yeah, saying I'm the awesome. best graphic artist, designer, or whatever, but I, I had a concept. I wanted it to fall in line, but I never want to claim to be official, which is why that's unofficial, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I thought it, it came with good intentions, came from the right place. I wasn't trying to rip off anyone. I'm not profiting from any of this. Right. If I'm spending money out of pocket, but that's okay with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully all that goes without saying, but it's good to get it out there. No, I think everybody, anybody listening to this would hopefully know that you're heart is definitely in the right place and coming from it the most genuine angle so yeah that's very cool uh yeah just looking at this after the ones i highlighted that you're you're doing the meetups at they're all in a row so it is like yeah. every night you're, you're gonna be exhausted by the end there but uh, it'll be good <laughs> um let's talk set list i mean i, yeah. I hope it's not 100 percent identical to the euro tour if it is i, I can't complain euro tour was amazing yeah, it would be you... nice to have more new songs i mean hell it'd be nice to have a new album ready right yeah, yeah. um my biggest uh song obviously you guys saw the letter to lease i didn't explain why i have this tattoo right on 
it's wish is a great album i love that album but the big hand is my favorite song okay. which has only been performed 11 times live the last time being in uh radio city music hall in june of 2008 i want to say 20th but don't quote me yeah um That's but <laughs> i'm going to this many shows because i hate to think this way but robert just turned 64 you only live once, man. Nobody yeah. knows how long to be here. I regret never seeing Prince, never seeing Bowie. If I can do more shows, I want to. But also because I know The Cure is the type of band that's not going to put the same set list every night. <clears throat> Depeche Mode. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know there were, there were two women sitting in front of me that kept like looking at their at set list, uh, FM and then like like telling each other. And I was like, I'm glad I can't hear them. Cause that would really piss me off. Just, <laughs> I'm like, just, 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 just shut up and let me enjoy, enjoy the, the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a huge part of it is I think that hooks us all for, we're like, what's going to happen the next night. One more, one more. It's like <laughs> Wembley. Wembley had three nights and that yeah. was the tour closer. Uh-huh. And the last night was the only one that got 10, 15 and killing Arab. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and speaking of tour closers, I know somebody in this chat here is going the last night of the tour. Yeah, the US yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully they won't be totally burnt out and exhausted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love the idea of a finale. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, I uh, see. I'm I'm on the opposite side where if if there if we don't have the record by then, I do not want to hear any more new songs. I don't want to have heard more than half the record before i actually hear the record i'd say that in theory but i if they started playing it i'd lose my shit and be totally you know what it is though (laughs) i think it's the quality of the songs too antonio because based on what you're saying um i think the record was already out by then but i don't want to repeat of the curiosa festival where you play almost 80 percent of the whole album live yeah 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 so if they're going to do new stuff you'd rather they kind of swap out some of the right but at the same time and and God, I hope nobody disagrees with me. But the caliper <laughs> songs on, you know, the self-titled, I think these songs blow them out of the water. So why? Oh yeah, hear for them sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Self-titled. Yeah, I don't think anybody was complaining about any of these new songs taking up a real estate in the set list. But no, nah. it is weird, you know. If they would add more to it, you know, I, I don't think they will. But at the same time, it's it's interesting. I could see them maybe not doing. Like where they all like are in there every night, you know, they might start shuffling some stuff around and leaving out. Can I tell you guys uh, a gag? Um, uh-huh. Obviously the, uh, um, obviously the the name of the supposed name of the album is Songs of a Lost World, right. and the, the tour is Shows of a Lost World. Uh, as a gag, and I know Gavin knows this, Antonio, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to buy uh, Jurassic Park, the Lost World shirt to wear on one of the shows. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. Like, it, it's weird. Nobody's looking at me, but at the same time, like, I'm, like, wondering, what the hell am I going to wear this tour, you know? Your Lost World t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it took me a while to get past that. You know, I think I finally, once the tour was about halfway through, I'm like, okay, it's a thing. It's cool. You know, but I was like, I just can't get past the dinosaurs, man. I still keep thinking of dinosaurs. I know. I know. <laughs> I think about it too. But you know, luckily those songs are so good, the new ones there. So yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be actually more freaked out if they only like do one. You know, like they start phasing out the new songs, that'll be kind of troublesome or make me worry. And then like maybe we 
aren't getting this album you know like if it looks like they're just getting kind of bored with them already and they start like mm-hmm. pulling all the new songs out of the set list <laughs> so, have a favorite new song favorite new one uh, it changes a lot but um I, I think I like that I can never say goodbye one just really I'm in between that one and a fragile thing. Something about that dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah that one. And the Simon's bass on the other one, yeah. Yeah. And Alone. It really is awesome. I love that one too. So. Alone's not bad, but I think the other two are stronger. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't quite have a favorite because I feel like I I I I like them all and I'm way happier with all of these songs than I have been with the last three Cure records. It, it's five straight songs that I don't have a, a dislike or a could care less for out of all five of them. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I'm like, that's just the win. Yeah. And you know, it, it it'll come on when I'm get lost listening to it in my headphones. And there's going to be that song that just hits me at that moment. And you know, like, I feel like I need to spend more time with them. Right right now, they're just five hot girls on a dating website. And I feel like I haven't dated Which one are you them. swiping on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So it's like, you know, right now, it's like, uh, you know, you got to. Um, I, I really love End Song. I think uh, The Cure has always been known for long intros. Yeah. That's no different. Um, but it doesn't seem like excessively long. And I know we're probably going to upset some people with this. <laughs> but I feel like songs like The Promise and watching me fall yeah might be a little longer than they need to be yes. whereas end song i feel builds a mood yeah, yeah. get there and it starts and and if i can feel that over a live video recording i can only imagine how it's going to hit me when i see it live yeah yeah I, I think i think i lean a little bit towards that one right now being my favorite but again until until i've uh until I've gone to bed with all five of them, I can't tell you which one I like better. Your comparison, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this turned into the Bachelor or something. Yeah. <laughs> Even a rose twin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, a blood flower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like the end song has the you know that we've been all dying to see like Reeves cut loose on an official Cure song. You know, so that'll be great to hear how that is on an actual it's recording. It's so weird, Gavin. You, you mentioned Reeves. It's it's hard not to feel that he's the newcomer, but. He's going on like 12 years. Yeah, now. exactly. When I was doing that last episode, I think, yeah, it's like 11 yeah. or 12 years. It's like, wow, yeah, he's he's definitely not new with the BAM. But I mean, the and, fact and that we like don't the, have the him Jason, on anything except wrong number. The Jason bashing and everything. Yeah. Like, I want Boris back. Like, dude, yeah, yeah. Jason's been in the band longer than any drummer. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and to go full, to, to kind of go full circle here too, um, as far as the new, as the Record Store Day uh, show, especially with the, with that remastered and, and I kind of had it cranked up and there was like no one else in the house and it was kind of quiet, mm-hmm. man, that pictures of you, that version of yeah. pictures of you just, it like, it fucking hits so hard. And when it's a song I love so much, it's very rare that you have a song that it, that's probably your favorite mm-hmm. that even a live version like gives you that feel. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, I was like, I don't want to like, say it and i need to like a and b it with a bunch but this, <laughs> this could be like the best version of this song that like yeah for sure you know that 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 i now have in my vinyl collection of this song and you know that's what makes them so great too is the different variations of the different members don't change or dilute the songs the different masterings don't you know don't ruin it or or 
you know, we can, we can debate it and you can have which one you prefer to listen to, you know, like when we were doing the pornography episode, like, you know, for me, just the remaster, like is now my go-to listen to on that album. There are people that are like, no, I want the original. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> but that's how good it is that we can have those arguments. That's how good they are. Yeah. It's, it'd be hard to have those arguments. If the band was shitty, it'd be easy to say, yeah, like, oh, cool. Thank God we've got clearer versions of these recordings. Yeah, yeah, totally. I guess touching back on the show thing and, and hopes for the tour and stuff, do you think there'll be any obvious nods to, you know, anniversary type stuff? We missed kind of like any wish, you know, where it became wish heavy or anything on the last tour. You know what? You think... I, I don't want to have expectations with the yeah. care, unfortunately, and it's a little sad to say. Because the same thing could have been said about Wish in 2012. They played a lot of European festivals at that time. I actually still have one of the shirts. Yeah. Where it, was, it was the original logo overlaid uh -huh. with the Cure Wish logo because it was the 20th anniversary. Right. And I really expected more back then, especially with the merch design. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't as heavy as I wanted. The big hand should have been played every night. That yeah, night. Well, you'd think they would yeah. get it in on some of these. but I. The only thing that's giving me some hope for i think there might be some stuff like that nobody's expecting to hear on this tour is like now they went through a lengthy tour already and kind of got that monkey off their back um i think you know they have the new songs that they were playing down pat i think now there's been some time even in between the the two tours where it's like it's not even like it was a month off yeah you know for them to really dive and go, how do we make this even more special? Now, this is one of the things that I wanted to bring up with these, you know, with the upcoming tour. There's two ways to look at this. Does Robert Smith say, look at all the difficulty this, even with me trying to make things better in the US, it had for these fans that went crazy to get tickets. I want to really make sure I give them some special, something special. Or is it like, this is why the U.S. is a pain in my ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can look at it kind of two ways, but he was doing so much fighting for the fans yeah. that I just feel like he wants these to be so magical in in the worst way. And I, I think, think he had the best intentions, intention. Yes, but, but yeah, agreed. Yeah. Our market just sucks compared to the European market. So yes. in, a, in a way, it's our fault. Our, our fault, too, <laughs> sorry. Um but yeah, you know, I, I see your point, but I hate to be that guy, Antonio. You're coming with a level of optimism that I'm going to quote Lloyd Dobler from Say Anything, you know? <laughs> Better start off with less, you know, then you just be, you know, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Or whatever yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's, it, it's, it's not going to be bad, but I'd like to think that that's his thought process going into it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I hope they're, they're, you know, good and lengthy set lists, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's, you know, maybe I'm giving him too much praise on this angle too, but that's what he's kind of known for is always giving 100% too. So I think he's going to totally yeah. pour everything into this when it's all said and done, it, how eager he is to come back might be the backlash of this whole mess. You know, where it's, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, I don't need to right. do that yeah, again yeah. for another eight years or something, but like, right. Uh, yeah. Battling Ticketmaster again. Yeah. He might be like, Hey, get your Ticketmaster issue under control and then I'll come back. Yeah. Or he, you know what? He may come back and say a complete fuck you. 
and say we're not selling our tickets through Ticketmaster. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, there's and, a lot of you know, variation. Buy directly to the band or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's 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 plenty of other ticket platforms. You know, like plenty of other now. And you know, can they handle it? Maybe not. The but maybe is that that's the are owned by Live Nation. And yeah, so not it's... all of them. Not all. But that, of but them. that means avoiding those. Yeah. Okay, so you don't do MSG. Guess what? You go to Barclays Center. Holds the same amount of people, and it, and it was I don't know, built dude, for we, we went to Rock Hall, and I bought my Rock Hall tickets on Ticketmaster. So yes, yeah, but it's still not owned. It's it's just it's just who's you know selling the tickets, right. you know. So, yeah. but but there's also like you know there's there's so many. I I think at some point that's the move that someone needs to make. Yeah, Robert started it. And then the, the next wave of it needs to be, okay, Ticketmaster, we're not going to use you. And if that means we can't play those venues, we're going to find other venues yeah. to play, you know? And then... And, and a lot I of it depends it. on what they do next. I mean, you know, they could be, you know, we've been wondering about this for years with them now. Is this the last, you know, little round of it or what? Or they could go on for another 10 years. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a weird battle because he's Dude, kind of starting the fight. The you know? are not the stones yeah I, yeah i mean it can't go on that much longer so that's yeah, why i feel like and i know that sounds like we're pessimists but nah yeah. the same breath i feel like that gives us the opportunity to live in the moment now and enjoy what we have yeah for sure i mean i think we've all been kind of doing it since blood flowers anyway <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like enjoy least, the at moment at least not intentionally i don't think it would be their last tour because i yeah. do think they would do a quote-unquote farewell tour or maybe not nah, I yeah i bet they would do, do, do a cash grab like that yeah yeah i'd see yeah. them like just yeah. popping up like they'll take two years off then they play a festival then they play like three years off then they play one festival you know and it'd just be like yeah, this kind yeah, of fade out to yeah. one of them yeah. Uh, until, of, yeah. until someone quits the band on social media yeah <laughs> and then and then it's that was done. real that was real people want to disregard it oh, oh yeah nah. it was something oh so. no no that was that was definitely real there was definitely something going on. but like like i said when we were speculating about it um it doesn't even that uh, i also think a lot of the, whatever simon's issue was i think was uh exceeded robert individually i think a lot of it was frustrations with labels frustrations yeah. with tours frustrations I, I think it's just so with easy. the state of the with the state COVID. of the world are we going to be able to tour again the covid yeah. the this the that now people are arguing about who's vaxxed who's not so now we're going to go out and our fan base has to be vaccinated and now we're going to tell them how to live you know what i mean and it was just like a, ah! yeah you know because we think, were all feeling that yeah shit. being online too it was so easy to publicly show that frustration you know, how many yes. times do bands break up and things happen and yeah. you know, nobody's on social media like 30, 40 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can I can I bring up tour statistics? Yeah. I'm looking at the Euro tour and a forest was played every night. And I'm not saying I hate the song. <laughs> how do you guys feel about a forest? Would you be okay with it being left off one or two nights if it meant something else would take its place? <laughs> Normally I would be, but it it's so it's been there from the start when you really look at it. I mean, it's to this point it's weird if they didn't play it. So I think it has to be in there somewhere. I feel know? like so, Boys Don't Cry is that song. Yeah, but now if you look at it, it's the most played song in their whole catalog back but then. It, but, but it doesn't so, have to be. Is what I'm saying. No, yeah, but at this no, point we, we can't we, stop we got, now. We come to appreciate faith as this gem that comes yeah, in yeah. so often. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's lengthy, but it's a good finale. Well, then what would you drop? What would you drop in exchange for something else? I'm not saying tell me what your something else is, but what would you drop? 
from from the set from the majority of the songs they were playing on the tour in Europe. So yeah, they did forty six shows, right? And right, right. I, right. I could tell you every song. Well, the one that was played every night, "A Forest Night Like This." I'm not gonna say "Alone" because that's a new one. So uh, let's leave it there. Uh, yeah. Boys don't cry close to me friday in love deep green seed in between days just like heaven love song lullaby pictures of you the walk those are all that have been played every night uh, this is easy for me for me it'd be love song yeah you don't need love song every I, mean, night. Be the I, walk. I don't i don't need it i do not need it i don't dislike that song right but i don't need it if it means that you're going to give me something like <laughs> way off the cuff i would take off the walker close to me you're gonna if if you're gonna play exploding boy dude you know what i mean like or something like that you could you can take love song you know what i mean like i would easily okay but love song is a big hit man i would rather do like i said close to me or the walk or forest i just like the idea of them shuffling stuff more you know which they do you know but at the same time yeah i think it's always like you know, something like close to me. Yeah, I wouldn't be heartbroken if they didn't play. But here's the thing: it, you if know? you drop Definitely. close to me, then are you not doing the pop encore? Or, you know? Right. Yes. I mean, it's it's more what they're going for as far as the theme. You know, I like that they didn't play "Why Can't I Be You" in the last one because I was just kind of sick of that one being like the bop around encore. You know, I was like close to me totally fills that void in my heart. But I'm sure there's people that totally love "Why Can't I Be You" and would want that in there. So, so yeah. I mean, as far as a forest, I think it's just such a good finale one but yeah if you played like untitled is the last song in the main set yeah, instead yeah, i would be I think, totally like, yeah, fine the, with the, that the, you know the, the walker love song i think i'd be okay the most out of those songs yeah being the, the <laughs> least least played songs of course we got the two that wembley got only 10 15 and killing the arab but you got hot 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 three imaginary boys the drowning man four yeah. times out of 46 last <laughs> That's only crazy. tonight we could sleep. Like you see what I'm saying? Like would yeah, you spice always... one of those others to hear the drowning man? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's kind of where those dream set list kind of things go into play, you know, where it's like, yeah, you could but that's the thing too, and that's what I love about the cure is that they can play a three hour long show and then everybody's gonna always still have like so many songs like oh they didn't play this oh they didn't play you know the fact that it's like this huge set of songs and and then i just started working on on like a like a what i'd love to hear set list playlist but went through that off for me as i was making it i was like oh well if i was gonna say like let's say 36 songs i'm like do i make it only 31 because they were playing five of the new songs yeah yeah, (laughs) because those aren't out yet so i can't even drop those in <laughs> um, so I might just round it, be an even numbered guy, and say I'm going to give like the 30 songs I want. Um, I wanted to bring up uh, a set list that I curated or that I had the curse do for my 22nd birthday back in 2010. Oh wow, dude! I had underneath the stars as the opener. I had open. I had jumping someone else's train into another journey by train. Cool. I had a few hours after this. I had exploding boy. Too late. To wish impossible things. I had 100 years disintegration and faith as a closer. So I've always tried to structure like my dream set list. And I was actually really grateful to have that. That's awesome. They pulled it off. They played all those for you. Yeah, dude, it was a 20 song set. That's rad. That's awesome. Yeah. That's stuff. Time Machine Show would definitely be Dodger Stadium, September 8th of 89. Cool. Yeah. Rare tour. That would be pretty rad to catch that. Mixing Love and Rockets, Curio. Yeah, good yeah, choice. Love, Love and Rockets is going to be uh, playing in New York soon. 
dude, I wanted to go see Love and Rockets oh God, at Crew yeah. World, but the Cure wanted to play in San Diego that day. So, I know, yeah. Is, yeah, is it that day then? That's the day. Yeah, that they're playing uh, Saturday, May twentieth. Uh, yeah. Susie's headlining as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just World. said to my wife. I just said to my wife though. I'm like, babe, now that Susie's back, I was like. Susie Cure tour next year. She goes, no, nah, that won't never. Like, stop, yeah. stop. I'm like, whatever. I'm just trying to be like, yeah, it can happen. Like that'd be so awesome. And she was, you know, in true goth fashion, was like, let me pop that balloon for you. That's not gonna happen, dude. I was yeah. always gonna buy uh, tickets last minute, and I'm glad I didn't because obviously this announcement happened. Um, so I'm happy to be going to as many shows as I am. And like I said, first world problems. I'm still trying to figure out: can I do that Memorial Day second show? Yeah. yeah. So are you gonna try for it? Well. I think with the way that the ticket sales are going, where I can always sell it back, I don't yeah. think it's going to hurt. Yeah, give it a so, shot. Yeah. I can give it a man. shot if the logistics don't work out, you know? Or what I, I got to do is like, hey, you know, I haven't charged for any of my other meetups. If you really want me to do something that day, get me there. Donate. Yeah. <laughs> As of right now, we will definitely all at minimum at least be, uh, you know, in in the building at the same time on you know yeah we're down for the first, first MSG show so we will definitely see you in New York uh, that we we got it we'll make sure we meet up let let me for say sure. this my uh my priority has not been getting amazing seats this tour it's been more quantity quantity over quality and mm -hmm. not to say that I'm it's not quality going to see the cure I'm just grateful to be in the building yeah. I can be on the lawn and I'm there. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, my, my only good tickets, I want to say, are night one of Hollywood Bowl. And I don't mean I'm in the front. I mean I'm in the, the closest I've ever been at the Hollywood Bowl that I've been able to afford. And I can only do this because Robert really did his best to make this uh, affordable. Actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really feel like, just like you said, being in the building's a win. So anything on top of that? And all yeah. of ours are kind of like scattered about and different. So they'll all be their own kind of little memorable experience, I'm sure, from based on yeah, where we are. Definitely. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. Too. So very cool. Yeah, but I am going to have to bow out, my friends, because it is late here in New York. Yeah, let's uh, yeah. let's wind it on down. But um, yeah, <laughs> so let's say adios to Antonio as we do. Thank our... you, gentlemen. We will. Uh, nice meeting Antonio. Let's Andy, keep so thanks for hanging out, man. I'm sure we will chat again soon. We'll link up on socials. And, uh, you know, obviously, as these, you know, shows start, you know, we'll, be, you know, be looking forward to talking to you because you'll be hitting, you'll be seeing those shows before we see the East Coast yeah. ones. You know, maybe we can, uh, you know, get some footage from uh, some of your, you know, meetups and stuff, and maybe we can leak it on the Patreon. Or something, yeah, you know? so we'll spread the Hook word. Up there. All right, thank <laughs> you so much, guys. guys. Yeah, take it easy, man. Thank you. Good Later. night, and uh, yeah, we'll wind up here too. Thank you so much, Andy. And uh, like I said, we will uh, keep you posted, everybody out there, too, how the meetups go and the West Coast shows as they unfold before they reach us here on the East Coast. So we're all waiting with bated breath to see uh, what unfolds and you'll you'll get to see it before us so i'm just <laughs> oh man thank you Bruce, Gavin. it's always a pleasure to talk to you appreciate it like i said if there's any stickers anything you can throw my way for the meetups i love to put you out there you know yeah we'll get them out to job. you this week so you have enough just to scatter them about there and sprinkle them in it'll be good so they're nothing too flashy but they got some some holy hour business on it. So. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, cool. All right, you too. Thanks again. We'll be in touch. Have a good night. Thanks so much. Talk hard. Night.
right, again, a very special thank you to Andy, super sweet fellow, and always welcome back here on the show anytime. Be sure to follow him on his Instagram account at AndyTheCureFan, so you can be sure to track down these unofficial Cure Show meetups that are going to be in San Diego, LA, and San Francisco, all running from 4 to 6 p.m. They're free, there's raffles, there's giveaways. I'll post the full list on our Facebook page as well, but um, it's bound to be the perfect way to kick off your Cure evening. So follow him on Instagram. You can see the cool posters he's talking about there that have all the details. The tour! The tour starts on Wednesday. It's so close. So make sure you're all subscribed and ready to go. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Don't miss any details. I'm going to try to cover this all as best as possible again. So stuff's going to be popping up at random times whenever I can shovel it out there. So don't miss out. As always, a huge thank you to our Patreon. Without you guys, I wouldn't have the funding to go to more than one show. So I vow to keep my end of the bargain and try to report back on this whole tour as best as humanly possible. And uh, more support is always appreciated. So if you want to help out, check out the patreon.com slash the holy hour podcast. See what we have waiting for you over there. And you could be in the ranks of class A citizens like Donna and Craig and Jeff Hilton, Jeff Cortland Jones, Sue, Ben, John, Allison, Alan, Dione, Namicio, Matt, Danny, Coulter, Matt Ford, Tom Johnson, Letty, Tom Burns, John Roberts, Francisco, Jason, and of course, Tim. Not only is he a wonderful supporter of this show, but uh, also a part of New Waterloo, a company that owns and operates three super rad hotels in Texas. So if you need a place to rest after seeing Cure shows, in particular in Austin, Texas, after the uh, May 14th show, you should check out South Congress Hotel or the Waymore's Guest House in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, the Albert in Fredericksburg, Texas, which isn't slated to open till August, but mark your calendars. So lots of cool options out there for you. Scott Kruger is also part of the Patreon and the co-host of Sarlacc Digest, a wonderful all-Star Wars podcast you can catch their live show every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube or catch the replays on Apple Podcasts. Each week they bring you quality theory crafting and show you exactly why it's so much fun to talk about Star Wars for hours on end. Dana is a talented motion designer and animator. You can check out her work at graphics.tv. That's graphics with an X. TV. There you can also see her motion graphics reel and get a sampling of some of her amazing work. And you can also reach out to her if you're in need of an animator or motion designer to promote your business or project. Graphics.tv Lisa says while you're up in Canada and in between some of those Cure shows, you should go check out Dickens. It's the coolest venue in Calgary. At DickensYYC.com, you can find out all the upcoming shows and events that they are hosting, including lots of cool trivia and themed dance nights that are coming up. And you can also follow them on Twitch at DickensYYC for all live streaming action. Kate over at CureThreads.com has so many wonderful products that feature original Cure-inspired artwork created by Kate, and it's all for you guys. 
And also, she wants you to check out her new project that she put together for Robert Smith's birthday. She brought together many artists and various nationalities united by their love of the cure. And they all made portraits of Robert using digital or traditional techniques. And you can see all of them on Instagram at CureArtsCollab. Or follow the hashtag of hashtag CureArtsCollab. And it looks like they're starting up a new one for Simon. That would be awesome if you want to get in on the action. Go on over to Cure Arts Collab and have your Simon art submitted by May 26th. Last but not least, our dear buddy Chaz, who runs 17 Second Shirts. Go on over and subscribe to his Instagram page at 17 underscore seconds, and you'll see when he puts up a new pre-order for any Cure shirts. And uh, check out his other podcast, The Excommunication Station, where Chaz and Donovan and Chrissy all hash out growing up in the church and its trials and tribulations. Email me at gavinconnor at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns. Anybody traveling out to New Orleans, be sure to travel safely. I hope you have a blast and can't wait to hear about it. One more time, thank you Andy and Antonio and you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Talk hard. Talk hard.